It's Morning Crew in the Mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. Time now to talk some cars. Ask the mechanic. Vern Newman, <laughs> district manager from Matt's Automotive, joins us on Wednesday mornings. If you've got a question for Vern, you can text that question in right now to our Adventure RV Tech Club. That's open at 35270. Hey, good morning, Vern. How's your Wednesday starting off for you there? Good morning. I'm uh, doing well, reporting from North Branch, Minnesota today. What the heck are you doing there? <laughs> we got some uh, locations in the Minneapolis area, so we're I'm up here working for the week. You bring a, a good point up because you have locations, Fargo, Moorhead, South Fargo, South Moorhead, your collision center, Bloomington, Columbia Heights, North Branch, Pine City, Wilmer. Holy cow. If, if, somebody, if somebody lives in Fargo and they make frequent trips down into the Twin Cities, if they have some issues, like if they pull into Bloomington or Columbia Heights, does that information like transfer? Can they pull up maybe some of the, the history on your vehicle in the Twin Cities or vice versa? Yep, we can access that anywhere. I could Boy. access that from Mexico if I wanted. Wow, that's awesome. You don't have a location in Mexico, do you? Yet? We we don't, not yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I would like to maybe explore this just a little bit because there's there's so many people that go on YouTube or you know, they they, they do a version of WebMD. They got a problem with their car and they and they Google it and now and I know it's been around for a little while, but people will buy their own code readers. And what are your thoughts on reading your codes on your own at home versus going into the experts at Matt's Automotive Center? Well, that code is really like a, a platform for us to find out what area of the vehicle do we need to run tests on. Um, I know you can go to pretty much any parts store in town and they'll read the codes for you and give you a printout of the most likely causes of that failure but it doesn't actually tell you what's failing on there. So, for instance, if I have a P0301 misfire code, a lot of people are going to say, well, you need spark plugs to misfire. It, it kind of adds up at that point. But in reality, there's about you know 100 different things that could cause a misfire. So what we really want to do is take that code, use the more advanced scan tools to read the data out of those systems, and then run tests on those systems to find out where the actual failure is. This will help save you a lot of money long-term. Now, there are a few codes out there that on certain vehicles that it's just going to be, you know, pretty much one potential failure for that code. Uh, but they're far and few in between. Vern Newman, Matt's Automotive, joining us on the KF Drill Morning Cry. I hear exactly what you're saying is so you read a code, it says spark plugs, you put the spark plugs in, you spend the money on that, and it turns out it might have been something else. So by going first to Matt's Automotive, you can end up saving yourself some money and potentially some problems as well. Correct, correct. Yep, yeah, it's usually better... To, to have somebody at least give you the answers. Whether or not you want to do it yourself after that, totally your choice. But uh, I think it's usually best to have a professional diagnose the issue um, as opposed to trying to throw parts at it. It usually uh, ends up saving us money in the long run. So are some of those codes, when they do give them, are those a universal code? You know, is There are, there are universal yeah. codes and there are vehicle-specific codes. Okay. So All right. Each code is going to be set up a little different. There's, you know, thousands of codes that can be triggered in the system, and the newer the vehicle gets, uh, the more likely you're going to get a code thrown for an issue. Um, so it's just uh, a matter of deciphering what the information actually needs.
All right, we're talking with Matt from, uh, excuse me, Vern from Matt's. Too many first names there, Vern. <laughs> you know, I get called Matt every day of the week, so it's all right. <laughs> we're talking with Vern from Matt's Automotive. If you do have a question for him, you can certainly text us at the KFGO Text Club, 35270. So between here and, you know, the Twin Cities areas, um, and the, this time of year and the weather, are there are there kind of cyclical problems for everybody when it comes to their cars? Do you see things at certain times, or is it just sort of all the time? You know, years ago in this industry, we saw a big cyclical change for repairs. So in the you know colder winter months, it was a lot of uh, heater cores and water pumps and you know, parts of your cooling system that were failing. And then in the summertime, it was a lot of AC condensers, and AC compressors. And then COVID hit and people stopped driving. And then those that were driving um, still kind of kept things afloat. But then we waited for all those problems that we weren't fixing because we weren't working during COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's been busy ever since. It has been. <laughs> now we're kind of starting to shift back to that cyclical season type of thing. Uh, the exception being this winter, I mean, we have hardly any snow on the ground. So it's, uh, it's cars are staying pretty temperate. You know, when things get really cold, cars break. When things get, you know, more mild, cars don't tend to break as easily. How about when it gets really hot? That too. When it gets really, <laughs> the extreme temperatures are what, what hurt our cars the most. Okay. It's Vern, the district manager from Matt's Automotive. If you have a question, please do text at 35270. Um, is there a thing, and I feel like these two go hand in hand. Someone talks about the fuel cap tightening and an oxygen sensor replacement. Do those two kind of go hand in hand? Those are two separate systems of the vehicle. Okay. The oxygen sensor is going to lean more towards your, your fuel system. And the fuel cap is going to be your evaporative emission system. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the the common thought is our check engine light comes on the dash and we say, oh, it must just be the fuel cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very unlikely that the fuel cap is the issue. Unless you just filled up with gas and you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to put the fuel cap back on. You know, it's very unlikely that that's the issue. Um, so finding out what exactly the problem is. And with oxygen sensors, there can be, you know, upwards of four of them on a vehicle. So it really depends on which oxygen sensor is failing um, as opposed to I'm just going to throw an oxygen sensor at it. On top of that, that oxygen sensor talks to the computer and the fuel system. So you might get an oxygen sensor code but have a fuel injector issue. Oh, interesting. That's where the diagnosis comes into play. That's very interesting. So um, a lot of people, um, and I know back in the day when our cars were older and not so technical, uh, we would leave the car running when we put gas in. Nowadays, they're like, shut your car off when you're putting the gas in. Is that, um, I mean, is that, should you? Well, uh, it's probably a good idea to shut the car off in general because uh, fires start from the fumes, not mm-hmm. from the actual liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that spark from your vehicle could cause a, a, a fire. Uh, however, um, older vehicles were a little more sensitive to their evaporative emission system. Okay. So if you left the car running, it was more likely to trigger a check engine light. Okay. Newer vehicles, uh, with the kind of removal of the gas cap part of it, mm-hmm. are a little less sensitive to some of those things. So the newer vehicles, uh, you know, I have a 2020 Silverado. I can leave that running while I fill up with gas. Not that you should, but I can. Okay. So. All right. Um, interesting, too, um, when we're talking about fuel caps and the such, um, on my husband's pickup, 
There is not one. It's just sort of a little like door. You you know, you put the hose right in and I, that always makes me nervous for, you know, things that might get in there or air or, you know, snow or water or is that I mean, obviously it must work if they're putting it on pickups. Yeah, they they got fail safes put in place in order to prevent certain things from happening. And that's not to say that somebody can't still dump sugar down your your gas tank and yeah. everything like that, but it's uh, they have some fail safes put in place to protect you there. And do people still do that? Sugar? You know, I thought that was a thing <laughs> of the past until about two weeks ago uh, at my Columbia Heights location. We had a car in there that somebody had dumped sugar in there, and I my my staff told me about it, and I said I, I don't believe it. They sent me a picture, and sure enough, there's sugar sitting right on the ridge. So wow, that's people crazy. People are still doing it. So how? I mean, that's a mess for for a vehicle. Then when that happens, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. It uh, gets to be expensive. You got to clean out that system. Oftentimes, replace a lot of parts to it. So it's uh, it's a mess when that stuff happens. Yeah, it's not just a flush out, right? Correct, correct. <laughs> All right. So we're talking with the Vern from Matt's Automotive, the district manager. He's in the Twin Cities area today. However, we've got locations here in Fargo. Tell us where everybody can find you. Well, we have uh, five locations, as Doug mentioned, in Fargo. I know that our South Moorhead location would love to help you out as soon as possible. They're off of 16th Street South in Moorhead. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great, uh, well, safe trip on your way back, okay? Thank you. All right. Once again, it is Vern, the district manager from Matt's Automotive. Each and every Wednesday we chat with him. So if you do ever have any questions, please let us know. We'll take a check of that forecast. It's going to be a gorgeous one. It's going to be a record breaker. We'll check in with Too Tall Tom coming up next.